Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. And this week, I want to add something else. A new Ballywick, if you will, a to what? our profile. And that would be, in addition to being the only college football podcast you will ever listen to on the internet, we cover an important topic that I don't think gets enough shine, and that would be scented State Candles. Well, uh, as we all know, this program is, is pleasing to the auditory sense, but why should your ears get to hog all the full cast experience, right? Mm-hmm. We, oh, we, we should. Wick. Yeah, it's, it's, time we, it's time we spread our coverage domain into, into the, the nasal realm as well. Um, so on uh, at, at Amazon, I guess, at wherever on the internet, there's this brand of candle called Homesick, not to be confused with Home Field. 
uh, and they have candles that are said to smell like places, basically. Uh, a wide range of places, cities and states, the, they have, uh, you know, for example, there's a candle that smells like New Jersey, allegedly. <laughs> uh, top notes of candy, apple, and cranberry. Mid notes of beach and seaside. Those seem like the same thing, but if you have a very finely trained New Jersey nose, surely you can detect the difference. Uh, and a base note of musk and cotton candy. Oh, there's nothing I like better than an unspecified musk. From New big Jersey. Old, big old armpit full of cotton candy. Is this brand maybe better? Is it, is it homesick or is it home sick? I yeah. think it's home comma sick. Yeah. Uh, the New York City candle uh, contains a mid-note of concrete. <laughs> Seems appropriate. The uh, the city ones. Um, so obviously, Wait, I, I didn't think... see the city ones. Oh no, yeah. there are city ones. So you you yeah you go to their page and you flip through the city ones and man the eye just bolts right to Philadelphia. Oh no, <laughs> there's a <laughs> And I feel like I feel like it's lying from right away because it says it contains top notes of fresh air. <laughs> uh, I like this one acid? though. M- Mid note of sweet tonka. Is what? is that a plant or something? Because oh, that I mean, was, there's they a mean Boston the truck. candle. Okay, because like truck. if if we meant yeah, literally a tonka truck, truck I, I can buy that as a Philly scent. A mm, little bit of dumpster yeah. pool in there. Yeah, <laughs> smell that. Uh, oh, peach, there's a Boston giving, candle that smells like tea. How original! This smells like rose water. They're giving Atlanta daffodil and cedarwood and. Dogwood is only a mid-note, but that's good. Let's tamp that down as far as we can. <laughs> Folks, there's a Pittsburgh candle. That's Fries, ketchup. Fries. Top, no, I'm not making this up. Top notes, smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a goddamn second. Mid-notes, steel. What? What? So it awesome. smells like, it smells right. like rubbing pennies together. We got, we got to get one of those. Uh, so New Orleans. Norland's top top note vignette. So it smells like it smells like cafe. It smells like a fried donut. Okay. It smells like a fried donut. Okay. There these are now I think these are fairly new products because they don't have that many reviews. But the Denver candle Oh the reviews are the best part. Yeah. There's a the Denver candle. The Denver so the Denver candle, which actually feels like it should be somewhat easy just do some like vaguely ski slopey oh, smells. Oh no, there are country candles. And there and and correctly, like the top notes on this include like fir and pine. The mid notes include hemp and patchouli. Um, mm. But there's only one review for the Denver candle. Three stars. Weak scent. Here is the review. The scent for the Denver candle is pretty weak. I needed to burn the candle for around five hours before I even started smelling a hint of anything. Does it mean this guy's just sitting there like hour four, huffing it up, bro? Nothing, nothing, not getting anything. There's an Arizona candle. Why doesn't it smell like gun? I am closing the The, uh, candles tab because it is stupid. The top review on the general mini that encompasses all the states. This does not smell like Texas, (laughs) y'all. This candle smells like a truck stop bathroom, and I'm like. I thought you said it doesn't smell like Texas. I was going to say, it smells like a urinal cake. And you're like, well, covers East Texas. Do not buy. Does not smell like the description of Northern California. Smells like bananas and dish soap. Smells like truck stop bathroom. Is this like when 
coaching carousel season rolls around and everyone assumes that just because a coach has lived someplace before that he necessarily wants to go back. Yeah, that's right. Two stars. I wish, I wish they had weirder cities for these, frankly. I wish All right, they I'll were do like... it. Alabama Candle. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I was going to tell you that there is a negative review for the Florida Candle, which is two stars, too small, too expensive, and has no scent. I will Taste. tell you, any candle that is supposed to smell like Florida that does not have any scent, I will yeah. tell you, I agree with this review 100%. Because Tastes all terrible. Of, all of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh God! Feel. I found. Here we go. Uh, they have country ones. Uh, the United Kingdom. Oh no! Top notes of grass and rain. Mm. Mid it notes like of wet dog. Tea, tea and wet dog. <laughs> Fry stand. Oh, Smells wait. like me chippy. They have. They have one called Friday Night Football. They have a memory uh, group here. This is basically an ad at this point. Top notes, grass, leather, lemon. Mid notes, oh. popcorn. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> There's too many that, notes. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. That Eight, yellow this one, this was one. me looking at the Ohio candle. Oh, this, no. Uh, smells Friday, like anger. Friday Night Football has eight ratings. Um most of which are pretty good. Five stars. There is one star, a one star rating. I think this is for a different one called Pumpkin Picking. Uh, one star. Broke out into flames. <laughs> That's the I point. Just, and then, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, there, is, there is a picture of a candle that is entirely too on fire. <laughs> So they put it. They gave you the visual aid. It's yes. full of petroleum for various. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to send like it. I'm going to send it to all of you Ooh. so you can see that I'm not like this. Per, this review sounds insane. That somebody's like this candle caught on fire, but in truth, this candle caught on fire. Oh God. <laughs> That's just a no. jar with flames oh, no, coming out. No, of no, it. no, that's a smudge pot. That, that's <laughs> is, seriously. I I'm interested in pumpkin picking. If I for put the first time ever. Seriously, if I put two of those by my door, Henry V will walk through it and be like, "I'm at the stage." I'm at the stage. I'm at the pumpkin picking. I'm at the combination stage and pumpkin picking. Uh, we all the West Virginia candle scents description just says food. <laughs> <laughs> they made a candle smells like food this is These the hillbilly elegy candle it smells like bullshit <laughs> i just wish that they like i think they should do more college football ones like i think they should have like blown big 12 chances that should be a candle Oh man, we could make these if the if the activity in the self care room on our Discord on Moon Cruise Discord is any indication, people will pay anything for candles. Yeah, um, I include myself in that number. Can I tell you there is if you search? Oh, this is terrible. Okay, so if you search Missouri candle, oh no, the fourth result is the candle that says it's a scented soy candle infused with orange. Lemon, pineapple, cassis, and driftwood. That's excellent. It's got four and a half stars. As Where's an Missouri review. getting driftwood? That's not it. It's not a Missouri-themed candle. It's a candle from a line called Wax and Wit, and this particular one is entitled, Don't Do Meth in Our Bathroom. I, I'm looking at the... I'm, all right, so Wait, there's, there's no, no Missouri Ar candle. There's no Arkansas count candle as well. 
Um, I think um, that actually is just an oil drama flame. That yeah, that one is just trees and chicken. Oh, there's a Maryland candle. Oh, two stars for the Maryland candle. <laughs> it doesn't smell like Old Bay. Uh, the top note is Bay, motherfucker. Ooh. Oh, nice. the second guys. note is cumin. No Nebraska candle. The disrespect. The di- chili oh, and day. chili and cinnamon rolls. That'd be a delicious smelling candle. I'm not gonna lie. They have a Jewish Christmas candle that smells like popcorn and Chinese food. Okay. You didn't make that up. You read no. that. Oh, that's God. right. I didn't make that up. <laughs> it says right here. <laughs> okay. Like their recruits, uh, no Wisconsin candle. Two stars and no reviews. I ass- I assume the Wisconsin candle doesn't exist because it would have too high alcohol content. <laughs> was, yeah, I was gonna say it burned your house down while you sleep on the couch. Hey, I bought this 105 proof candle, Barb. <laughs> Janet, house is on fire again. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have got pumpkin picking. Call Paul Chris and have him come over and put it out with his huge sweatshirt. All right, one more, one more, one more. Houston candle. Come on, Houston candle. Oh, I need Jason to read this in Wright Thompson voice. Oh, <laughs> the boy. Houston candle. Yeah, go ahead. We'll set it up. Jason, I'm sending you the description. Vamping while Jason prepares to read it in his finest Wright Thompson. The thing you about, understand. yeah, I always feel like I, when it's time to do a voice, I always... Like dance puppet. Did I? Th- it's 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 less about being called out, and it's more like what did Remember, I do? Right. What if Spen- great, it's can, like what if, can Spencer right, if, read it as Mac Brown? What if Ryan did this as uh as Brady Hope? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. Tobacco leaves, Texas leather and brush suede capture the sense of the space city. Citrus notes offer an escape from the sweltering heat. I'm taking a picture of what Spencer's doing right now. Uh, Michigan lost this week. Ryan, Ryan, keep reading. I'm sorry. Top notes, bergamot, white grapefruit, mint notes, leather, brush suede, base notes, tobacco, hay, and mandarin. (laughs) Brady, speaking mandarin would be wild. (laughs) Meow. I put my headphones on backwards. (laughs) Meow. It's when you said Space City. (laughs) The idea of Brady Hope knowing anything at all about space is hilarious. Space City Citrus. uh, The the New Orleans food is pronounced beignet, by the way. I I thought you said bayonet for a second. (laughs) Smells like bayonets. Well, that is a particular period in New Orleans history. (laughs) The present. I don't want to talk about anything else but this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my single favorite thing we do on this show uh, that, that we do like live is just read a web page. It's, like it's, <laughs> it's pretty fun to just look at the internet, you know? I want it's a service. service dating back to the finest, earliest days of 4440. It's, it's like, uh, yeah. This why is should... what town criers used to do. Like, you <laughs> just have a guy go to town, the middle of town, and basically read you that day's website. How yeah. many times, by the way, did they pay the town crier to just read some shit about the person you hated? Like, you know that <laughs> happened, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if, if Ryan and I were, like, arch enemies and Ryan was like, hey, listen, man, I'm going to give you, like, ten kroners to just read all this nasty shit about Spencer. The town oh, the crier, plural is kroner. Oh, I'm sorry. He would give ten kroner 
to the town crier. And the town crier, actually, you know what the town crier would probably do? <laughs> the town crier would probably come to me and be like, yo, he's got all this insane shit. He's about to talk to you for 11 kroner. I will read all of this about him. I'm I'll like, flip, done. I'll flip the shit. Yeah. I'll flip this, right? Yeah. yeah. We should bring that. I mean, now. We don't, now you we just don't, go to the New York Post Twitter. and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Can your opinion page just put all of this out without looking or fact-checking it at all? Can we yeah. talk about for just a second how absolutely radical it is that the Wall Street Journal's news department and editorial department are fighting in the pages of the Wall Street Journal? That's Better awesome. if they had a town crier, though. Mm. Yeah, see, that would be, the Wall Street Journal probably does have a town crier. Hear Barry ye, Weiss hear ye. Deborah's an ass. <laughs> get your competing town crier here ye you know what you did jamie um to, to actually begin at least covering a little bit of what happened this weekend jason you wish to discuss how texas is indeed back i'm afraid texas is back unfortunately texas is yet again back um it's <laughs> this moon crew discord the like the the people I spend most of my time interacting with on Saturdays, for some reason, we have adopted these plucky upstart uh, cows from the University of Texas. We don't really call them Longhorns; we call them cows, which is so much more fun to root for. Uh, but we we've adopted this team as one of our favorites. We like to root for Texas. It's it's very weird. Um, so when they pulled off a thrilling upset of the number six, for some reason, Oklahoma State Cowboys. This was a big moment for all of us. An overtimer. Um, the losing team produced 530 yards on the day. The winning team produced 287. Very normal football game. Uh, I went back and looked for games from this millennium in which, you know, with, with similar yardage disparities, this is only the fifth such time. The first in a decade, uh, the first time between two Power 5 teams that one had more than 530 or more and one had 290 or less. The winner had 290 or less. Very exciting, abnormal game. Um, but when you're Texas, you just win however you can, whatever you got to do. Interesting, the last game before this was Tennessee with 287 yards in a win. UAB with 544 in a loss. That was That was a good game. That's a pretty fascinating number. <laughs> I want to go watch that right now. <laughs> Texas pulled this off uh, because there were five fumbles in this game, and Texas recovered all of them. What? It... Yeah. The okay. only game I could find like this is 2003 UNLV beat New Mexico, despite being outgained 578 to 229. What a satisfying victory that had to be. Yeah, and in that one, there were five fumbles, and they only recovered four. So Texas is even even is that, luckier than this so bullshit. Like, that's the most fumble luck you could find on record. Uh, I mean, you'd have to look specifically for just that, but, I mean, it's got to be up there. Five for five is nuts. So, yeah, uh, and Texas also benefited from dribbling a kickoff return around for a while, then picking it up and running it back, pulling the old Deion Sanders. Um, Texas just got basically every dumb break you could there were three fourth down attempts all three broke texas's way um there was a roughing the punter wasn't there mm -hmm. after a, after a failed third down attempt that they were sort of screwed yep, up that they were bailed out on yeah. yeah just awesome it's just so good to see <laughs> a little school like texas catch breaks for once 
Uh, but now they're ranked, so they'll be losing soon. Guy, we're gonna leave some of the Texas real estate for split zone duo, y'all. You know they they love the smaller schools. They do there. love the. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Although... It, well, hopefully there's some room between uh, Coastal Carolina and BYU and Texas for us to talk Texas. Oh God, you know they gotta play West Virginia next. Jesus. <sighs> West Virginia, by the way, off an ass whooping of K State, like a dragon, like a full hardy pile driving in all four quarters like they were not ready k-state was not ready like that was i love it when that happens when on the first drive they roll out and you see a team go oh no we we don't want to do this today we absolutely have no interest in getting hit this hard i got a dental appointment yeah it's a it's a it's a very you understand i've had a very long week and right now my emotions are very sensitive and west virginia's like that's cute you got therapy on tuesday let's do this i also by the way would say this oklahoma state if you get five out of five fumbles recovered and you get all of the luck that might be a conspiracy you know who's going to be picking that up (laughs) mike gundy He's going to get to the bottom of this. I think I think the gravity is out to get you, Oklahoma State. It sounds like when the ball hits the ground and it bounces around, it's not going your way. Might be something in that ground. Mm-hmm. No, might want to might want to start fracking under the stadium. Yeah, have we just invented? Uh, I think we just invented Texas's great gravity gun. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. T Boone really dead? You know what? Just asking questions. Is jo- Joe Jamail really dead? Oh, I hope not. No, absolutely God, not. I hope not. No. Joe Jamail is in hell walking around beneath T Boone <laughs> Stadium with a gravity gun. Poking he thinks it's awesome. He's, he's in fact, poking. that's why he went down there in the first place. <laughs> he's poking at the ceiling with a broom handle of the Lord. <laughs> he's looking he's looking up saying he's calling everyone inside a dumb son of a bitch and a fat boy. Take take that, you turd lilies. <laughs> Mike Gundy, you you stupid bastard. <laughs> Cut your hair, hippie. <laughs> Only Untuck Willie. your sweatshirt, skinny boy. <laughs> Have the courage to grow it long like Willie or nothing. Come on. You're lukewarm. Um, the other thing that happened this weekend that merits at least a little comment is that Florida played Mizzou. Not exactly the world's yep, most consequential that's the one. game. That's the mm. one. That's, uh-huh. the, that's mm. the one game. It's the one. Is there, there another one? Nope. I think we're talking about events. Oh, okay. Results. Events? Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, not exactly the most consequential game. All right. A little bit of a get-right game for Florida. Mizzou trying to prove some things. And everybody ended up proving things, uh, including this, that Dan Mullen uh, is, is a dumb boy. He did the dumbest damn thing by making it worse. That's what you don't want in a situation where things are bad. Don't make it worse. Quarterback gets hit late, right before the half. O-line goes after him. And and what happens? Do you go out there and you calmly... Do you get in the middle of the fight, is the question. Now, I'm going to ask all of you, what do great coaches do when a fight breaks out? I know Lou Holtz said, you saved Jimmy... No, jo-. you said great coaches. Okay. I am. I am. Okay. F- follow me here. So great coaches who have won championships... Okay, how's this? Great coaches or coaches who have won championships. And you'll see my example here. Um, So Notre Dame and Miami get into a fight in the tunnel in, I believe, the 88 game of Catholics v. Convicts, right? 
what a title that is mm-hmm. in retrospect. And Lou Holtz is, is after they get into this pregame fight, is like, you saved Jimmy Johnson for me in the parking lot. Do you know where Lou Holtz was in that fight? Nowhere near it. I thought that was the other way around. Wasn't it Jimmy who wanted to fight Lou? No, no, Lou. It was Lou who was like, you saved Jimmy Johnson for me. Everybody goes crazy huh. in the parking lot. Or, well, good you know, luck, like Lou. When he says, meet me in the parking lot. Okay. He's nowhere near it. Okay. Kane's FIU. Remember Kane's FIU? Sure. The Ned fight? Okay. Yeah. 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 Where's... My first favorite meme. Yeah. Where's Larry Coker when that's happening? That might have been Randy Shannon at that point. He's old. That's not fair. No, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Do you ever see do you ever see uh Steve Spurrier in the middle of all those Florida Florida State fights? No. No, too wily. No. Hell, did you ever see we're not talking about guys who necessarily won big championships, but he did win a big ten championship. Mark D'Antonio. Every time Michigan State went out there and trampled on Michigan's logo. I did some assery like that. Do you see him in the middle of it? No. You didn't see it. You know why? You get paid too much to do that. Don't do that. You, you let everybody else clear off the field, right? And Dan Mellon goes and gets like, as our colleague Stephen Godfrey is fond of saying, uh, that, that he goes out and gets cheap X-Pac heat. It's just dumb. Absolutely dumb and unnecessary. Stupid. It was dumb. It's dumb as hell. That's all I have to say about it. It was a great game otherwise. Florida looked great. You beat Mizzou, though. You beat Mizzou, which that's, that's an ad- That's not always a guarantee in Keaton's <laughs> It's not. Yeah, Tennessee beat Mizzou. Yeah. Right? Did we? That's true. <laughs> that is correct. I felt very confident about that for a second. No, what you're saying is right. All right. That's, that's I, I also like that. I also liked that um, Dan Mullen wore the Darth Vader outfit at the press conference afterwards. Uh-huh. And that, like... If you were already mad at Dan Mullen, that made people matter. <clears throat> like it was like, oh, he's not taking it seriously. Oh, this child. Why won't? Oh, see, he's confirmed. He's a mass murderer. That's right. Here's, yeah. Here's my thing: of all the things to be pissed off about at Dan Mullen, and they are myriad. Uh, this is so small. If you're mad well, at Dan Mullen about the outfit, why aren't you mad at him about all the other shit? So I, I think people were mad about. I think people somehow decided that. The outfit was worse because of all the other shit. When like the two have nothing to do with each other, and I would invite you into the world of my broken brain, which is imagining the world where what was the final of this game, Spencer? Like forty to ten or something? Forty eleven? Uh, I believe it was forty one to eleven. I believe. For, okay. <clears throat> Imagine the world where Florida loses this game by thirty points, and Dan <laughs> Mullen still goes to the press conference in a Darth Vader outfit. Isn't that a much funnier world to live in? Let's just yes. live there briefly. Imagine Will Muschamp going to anything in a Darth Vader outfit and oh not knowing God. who Darth Vader is. It's Will The Muschamp. only problem I have with it is that Dan Mullen is the least Darth Vader person, like, maybe in coaching. He's way, he's way more, like, smarmy Star Destroyer Admiral who Star Darth Destroyer Vader Admiral. fucking he's... hates. Who Darth Vader fucking hates and is like, please let me choke him. Please let me choke him to death. Well, think that makes Kirby smart Darth Vader then, doesn't it? <laughs> so far. That's oh. No, Kirby Kirby is the like better behaved Star Destroyer no, Admiral who watches that the... Admiral get choked and is like, whoo, hate think to be that guy. Kirby so Kirby has a lead in the national title game, right? At the halftime and then we're just looking back, he's his, his burned corpse like Kirby, you were the <laughs> You were the chosen one. 
Spinning through space. All these men are kind of shaped like charred legless torsos. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much have the awareness on important social issues like violence against women of a charred legless torso. Wow. There it is. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Glad you're back. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, of all the things to be mad at him about, there's plenty to be mad at him about, plenty to hold him to account for. Uh, this, I don't really give a shit if you show up in the Darth Vader costume. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm, that that's where I'm at. Like, I, I find it so hard to have the needle moved by this little, by, by this little Dan Mullen earthquake, because I'm still sitting here grinding my teeth at all the big Dan Mullen earthquakes. Yeah. I mean, a coach wore a mask. That alone is a victory. Yeah, Jesus, sure. God, we couldn't see your mask. We couldn't see your mouth moving through your bullshit mesh mask. Oh, just call it a I, day. I did like the the new development this week, where coaches are sticking their um, their headset mics under their masks, so it looks yeah. like they have like a growth <laughs> the size of a tennis ball on, on their chin. And you can put a lip in. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like they're wearing fucking scuba gear. I I want one like. Maybe a strength coach, maybe just a GA. I want them to wear like, um, like a horse feed mask. Just like go ahead and eat. You know, it's hot. It, it's that cold is as absolutely hell. Absolutely, how Will eats. It's freezing in Minnesota. You're zero and five at this point, and just like eat. Just go to town on some mac and cheese. You know those little wire pieces that they've got in the mask to like mold it around the nose, right? Yeah. One that just pushes it a little bit further away from your nose so that GAs can just pour trail mix into the top of it. Yeah. Keep, oh it, my, keep it coming. Keep oh it coming. Oh, my God. I just realized Will Muschamp is going to drown in a mask. Full of, what? Full of skull? He is, oh. going to, he is going to pour something into the top of his mask and drown in it. It's by got way, craisins. I hate craisins. You can talk all kinds of shit about Stetson Bennett, by the way, and I won't because uh, no, I really respect I won't. what's happened. I won't. Not after this weekend when I turned on the Georgia-Kentucky game just in time to hear Stetson Bennett with his second rushing touchdown, and it was like 12, 16 p.m. First of all, dude's a fourth-string quarterback who's starting. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's everything we want to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's not your fault you're named that, Bennett, Stetson Bennett. Second of all, he's been caught on the sideline. Okay, because he's down from, like, Swampwise country. He's down from around Blackshear, Georgia. And um, shouts out to Mac Williams and the entire Blackshear gang. Um, but he was caught on camera scoring a rushing TD and coming in and putting the biggest lip you have ever seen in, right? They're like, Stetson Bennett scoring the TD and just cramming, like, a fist full of red man, like, in his mouth. I'm going I'm to say something here that I did not think I'd be saying at the start of the season that I'm still mad about saying. I'm really furious that he doesn't go to a different school that I would actually feel comfortable rooting for. This is the best thing to happen to Georgia football since like Rennie Curran. Yeah, yeah, save your ire for your first and your second stringers, right? Yeah. If you were even seeing this the field and the doing things like the fourth Georgia stringer, player since Rennie Curran, I'm calling it. It's like him and uh, Rodrigo him and Rodrigo. Right? I, Rodrigo's fine. He had glasses. I don't know. I I think I'm. <laughs> Wait, that's the. He was also for... a good kicker. I don't. He's he's a, well. That doesn't endear him to me as a as an alum of an opponent division school. I would have preferred him to be a terrible kicker with that look. 
But I don't think I like Wes Anderson enough to really get the Rodrigo thing. He was fine, but if you want to pull favorite dogs for me, I, I got to go back to like Rennie. By the way, that's the level of normie we're working with in the, the average Georgia fan, that there was a white dude named Rodrigo who had glasses, and they were like, hey, he's exotic and a kicker. That's crazy. <laughs> These chicken fingers is spicy. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Like, we bag on Midwesterners all the time for being, like, super bland. But Georgia had one kicker with glasses, and they were like, Jesus, we're old now. We're freaky. Remember on the old Muppet show when a guest would come on, and I, I forget who it was, like Milton Burl or something, when he came on speaking pig Latin in the pigs in space sketch, and they start screaming, he speaks the ancient tongue. <laughs> oh, but... uh Jesus Christ, where were we? Uh, <laughs> where were any of us, really? <laughs> that's, that's a long... Uh, it's time to talk about the AP poll, which I... By the way, Woo! I have... I love to talk about Ryan, the AP poll. you are so right that in every other season, talking about the AP poll has been an absolute chore. And somehow, the absurdity of this season has made it a delight. Do you know why that is? Inform me. So, uh, my theory at this point is that AP poll voters like are so follow like such strict programming where like if you are ranked seven and you win and it's not like a close win, you know, you win convincingly, you should stay there. You should maybe move up slightly. If you are ranked fifth, like it doesn't really matter who you are. Just like the number should stay the same unless there's a reason for the number to change drastically one way or the other obviously if you like <clears throat> if you're seven and you beat number one you should jump if you're seven and you lose to an unranked team you should fall except like it all makes sense but normally the ap poll starts from a place of extreme um power five bias it, like not necessarily bias but like the 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 set they start with is so power five heavy that when they apply this sort of like boring math to like well 11 stayed here so you know that that there's not a lot of room for good group of five teams to move around and get in but because of the way the season played out now that we have Cincinnati and, and BYU in and around the top 10 and Coastal Carolina in the top 20 and Marshall hanging out there too like they're just sort of going like the computer doesn't understand what's happening. It's kind of like war games where Whopper doesn't know that this isn't a simulation. And it's like, yes, send nukes. Indiana, you're 13. Absolutely. You're 2 and 0 in the Big Ten. So you should be 13. That's just how it works here. It's, and it's so weird to watch because in every other season, we would be looking at. 5-0 and Cincinnati being, what, ranked 18th, maybe? 16th? Yeah. And and screaming, like, why are they behind these one and two lost teams and blah, blah, blah. But that's not how it worked this year. The computer doesn't understand what it's doing. <laughs> and it says, yes, Cincinnati is 6. BYU is 9. Coastal Carolina is 15. Marshall 16. Marshall 16. So hey, fuck. here's a really funny way to put it. It is November, November, you know, the, the pivotal college football month, a one loss Michigan 
currently ranks behind Boise State, Cincinnati, BYU, Iowa State, SMU, Indiana, Marshall, and Coastal Carolina. One loss Michigan in November. Obviously, they're one and one. But Right. Yeah. Uh, I, Ooh, I also I would like 500. to apologize to Cincinnati uh, for two or three weeks ago saying their ranking is a little lofty. They've since um, brutalized two more teams, SMU and Memphis. Mm-hmm. They've Can they've I... blown out like three top fifty type opponents, which I don't think anyone else in the country can say. So Cincinnati, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and posit two things here. That Cincinnati, like all other American cities, is thriving in the absence of Tommy Tuberville. It's true. Once he leaves, things get better, mm. no matter where you are, and he will leave. That's a guarantee. Oh yeah, yeah. He might leave for the Duma halfway through his term as a United <laughs> States Senator. He might go to a different parliament. You don't know. He's a wild card. He Turns out I'm Australian. See y'all. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> the Wisconsin Badgers, beset as they are by COVID issues, are 1-0. Their current ranking with just one victory. It is the most efficient ranking i have seen that did not involve being preseason or in week one wisconsin with one win is hanging solid at 10 one win got them the 10 spot in the ap top 25 it might be a record for efficiency but hold on hold on because just two slots below them at 12 (laughs) without playing a game the Oregon con- Ducks continuing to rise. Continuing Oregon, to- Oregon was slumping a little bit, but they've They're turned it a around about this Oregon season, and I hope they include the first two months of it. They were fourteen last week. Oregon dipped. Somehow- they they were twelfth, and they have reclaimed their throne on the wings of absolutely nothing. <laughs> the, the, I, I think the best one is USC, which I think for four straight weeks has risen without doing anything. They are now yes. number twenty. Ahead of Texas and Auburn, two of our hardest working teams, Much two of like, our most content generating teams. Listen, why do you pay for a USC education if not to rise upward with no effort? Apparently, perfect. It's right there. But Oregon is hanging. Oregon's hanging at the twelve spot, off of Jack and nothing, <laughs> nothing. I am so impressed. This is the greatest season in NCAA history. Oklahoma attained- State. Oklahoma State was sixth, was mm-hmm. undefeated in, uh, undefeated on the season, lost, as we've already said, a very unlucky game to a Texas team that played well, but like they lost in overtime, and their reward is to be two spots below O&O Oregon. <laughs> so uh, O&O Oregon, their schedule, Stanford at home, at Wazoo, UCLA, at Oregon State, I'm hearing 4-0, all right? Then they got at Cal. That should be gruesome, but they'll be favored. Uh, then Washington could be tough. So, like, <laughs> this team has, what, one tough game before Christmas? I guess there's also a Pac-12 title game. Jason, Two I, tough games before Christmas. I, and I think the governor should not let them play. I think the governor <laughs> should say no. Like, just... I mean, let him get cool. to Oregon State. Let him hit four and zero, and then say, and then and then you know, tell the playoff committee. I Shoot believe you've seen enough. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina playing anyone who will step to the plate with the shots, right? Taking on all comers, rising five spots this week to fifteen. Again, 
I want to tell everybody, the 15th ranked team is usually what? Uh, UCLA. Virgin, Virginia Tech. UC, Virginia Tech. Oh, UCLA boy, that's a, a good, good year. UCLA year. Shit. Yeah, Virginia Tech, maybe. That might be Wisconsin. Wisconsin sometimes lurks around it 15. It helps that UCLA hasn't played yet. Yeah, that maybe. Feels, it also feels to me like a real Auburn just lost badly spot. <laughs> yeah, that's, Folks, yeah. you can retry it at 38 Godfrey. <laughs> the, fif- the 15 is Auburn's crash pad. Like, wow, oh, yes. Oh, you've saved your team, spot, sir. That's the Auburn team that's like, it's got four losses, but everyone agrees they're the best four loss team. Right. That's, that's right. also sometimes Ole Miss. 15, yeah. which we will call Auburn Skid Row. That's where they go when they bottom out. Coastal Carolina has swiped that spot. Coastal yep. Carolina. Or as we have called them in the past, right? That's the comfort in version of South Carolina Gamecock football. It's the boutique version. They're at 15. That's insane. There are seven group of five teams in the top 25 right now. God, I love it. And and Ryan, that is... when you talked about yeah. this a couple weeks ago on the show, yeah. I remember we were all goggling at the fact that there were five Correct. group of five teams. And now Liberty and now Liberty has joined the poll at twenty five. Oh, never First. mind. I'm not happy about that anymore. All right. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. They're not a group of five team. They're an independent. So we don't have to acknowledge <laughs> oh, that. Terrific. See? That's I'm a got, great point. I'm gonna say another extremely loaded phrase. There are two ACC teams in the top five. Two. That's what we just said group that of is, five. Oh. That okay. is true. That is true. true. Yeah, because Notre Dame's one of them. It's true. It's normal. Fun to, fun to rope them in. ACC power. Notre Dame. They're going to, like, there's a reasonable chance they're going to play for the conference championship at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who who is going to, I am not particularly convinced that even without Trevor Lawrence, Notre Dame is necessarily going to beat Clemson. But even if they don't, there are no divisions, so it's just, like, be one of the top two teams. Who else in the ACC is going to swipe that spot? That's right. Well... This is yeah. This is an intriguing question because if we look at the ACC standings, and we want to come up with the funniest, and that is all I really care about matchup between Pit schedule. Pit. <laughs> I was like Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Where Pit was they? Pit was ranked reasonably high not that long ago. Pit plays Clemson Thanksgiving weekend, which means Pit plays Clemson after Thanksgiving weekend as well, because. Super weapon will be fully charged by then. Pitt was yep, right. Pitt ACC title. Here we go. Pitt was ranked twenty first and is now two and four. I don't even know if they can get to the <laughs> ACC title game at this point. Is there any so way, I like cause... that Pitt beats Clemson and nothing. Absolutely nothing changes. Clemson no. just beats Notre Dame a second time and then yeah. wins, wins the title. <laughs> Speaking of, it's nice to have some certainty in these uncertain times. What I was trying to get was a Notre Dame Wake Forest matchup that would end with a replay of the nine oh, six Wake Forest ACC Come. title. Why Fuck. would you say that out loud on this show? Because because I want it to happen. Because you're a bad there. person. Yeah. I'm a t- I'm a t- what do I want to see a Dave Clawson like six three game? Yes, yes I do. You fucking sicko. <laughs> do Not I want... in the good way. Not yeah. in the fun way. No. No, looking Speaking at Speaking the... of which, I told y'all Georgia Kentucky was going to be the Sickos game. Oh, Disagree. Dis- I told Wait, y'all. Are you are you saying Northwestern Iowa wasn't the Sicko game? Do you know what happened in that game? Agree to disagree. Oh, wow. Can we can we can we discuss these after podcast business? Fine. Let's do these after. What's that business? Podcast business. 
What's that business? Podcast business. What's that business? It's a gun and its name is Neil. Neil the gun. Neil the gun. <laughs> Thank you. I was looking for a good capper and you had it. Jason, we got some business. We got some business. Our ebook, Sin- The Sinful Seven, available at sinful7.com. That Spencer and I worked on with Alex Kirshner, Richard Johnson, and Tyson Whiting. We did a very fun thing in the pre-sale portion where we let people pay whatever they want, 99 cents or more, and we gave a portion to Feeding America. We gave um, Mumbles thousands of dollars. I forget the exact digit. Probably should have written it down, but it was a very impressive figure. Uh, that was the, the, the funnest portion of the book as far as sales go. So we're, we're going to try that again. We're going to do that again for the holiday season. November and December at sinful7.com, the ebook that has been positively reviewed by much of college football Twitter and whose name has been mentioned by people such as Paul Feinbaum. Uh, we're going to go down to 99 cents. You can pay whatever you want above that. And 20% of our proceeds uh, at you know, New Year's Day, whenever we get the, uh, get the, get the tallies in after New Year's Day, 20% of those proceeds will go to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So, yeah, let's 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 sell some books the fun way that can do some good for some people. Uh yeah, that's that's it. That's podcast business. And all of podcast business. Um you wanted to talk about the Sickos game being what Holly believes was Georgia Kentucky. Oh, I don't want to talk about that game. I would just like to point this out. That game was over. That game was in the fourth quarter by, I believe, two fifteen, around two fifteen, and finished up like finished up to the point where they were vamping because they had to fill time. That's how little either team really wanted to play it. Kentucky was down fourteen three with something like eight minutes left, and Kentucky was content to run the clock out. Kentucky ran the clock out on themselves. And nobody, including the announcers or anyone else, suggested more urgency. That was it. I believe the color announcer said, you know, Kentucky's really got to play with some urgency here. And you could hear the unspoken, do they? Really? No, they're completely happy (laughs) with getting out of there and doing absolutely nothing. If you wanted to know the game plan ahead of the Florida game, uh, it would be Georgia running the ball 16 times on the first drive. How many plays were there on the first drive? 16. They did not pass the ball. They showed absolutely nothing. They did nothing of interest leading up to the big game in Jacksonville. So, a complete sickos game. If you watched it as I watched way too much of it, it was kind of like watching one of those Andy Warhol movies that's like 60 hours of people sleeping. Some parts of it were, you know, visually arresting, but that was like two minutes. That wasn't, you know the other 59 hours and 58 minutes. A stultifying wonder that really we should never, ever watch again. If we are handing out retroactive sicko awards, um, my pick of Michigan State, Michigan held up pretty well. Wow. <laughs> I had I had Michigan State covering in a hideous way. Um, can, it be a, can it be a sicko game if it's an upset? For Michigan, I, I imagine. You I mean, well. <laughs> did you did you watch it? I did watch it. Yeah. I I was actually I was unable to watch this one. Um, 
but I did not get the impression that people were viewing it as a uh, particularly beautiful expression of football. There were there were there were some entertaining aspects of it. Other and the, there were other parts as well. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with here. Here's what I'm going to stick with: Northwestern Iowa. <clears throat> this is a game where Iowa jumped out to a 17-0 lead early on a Northwestern team that you may recall just demolished Maryland week one. A Maryland team that on Friday had shown that they were not just going to be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year, at least for one week. <clears throat> and then Northwestern, Iowa Iowa got three more points in the game and lost this game 21-20. Spencer, when do you think Northwestern scored the last points of the game for either team and what ended up being the decisive margin? At what point, how, how much time was left in the game when that happened? I'm going to say 26 minutes. You're you're reasonably close. It happened with 6.05 left in the third. <laughs> so like 21 minutes. So for 21 minutes, Iowa had to watch a game that it had already blown a three-score lead in and now trailed only by one. And they had to sit and hang on that hook and slowly bleed out for 21 minutes with punt, punt, interception, turnover on downs, interception. And they didn't watch Northwestern do anything good back. They watched <laughs> punt, interception, punt, punt, end of game. Like, that to me is true sicko shit. When you when you already saw the end game scenario, but you didn't re- like, the editors forgot to cut out the extra 21 minutes of game. A third of this game was meaningless. We got, we got a mid-credit scene. <laughs> it's a punt. Honestly, and nobody, this, this and nobody like, knew. This would be like watching porn where the big finale happened, and then they you just got to watch them like lay around and clean up. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, you want a shower? Do you want to get something to eat? It's a wrap. Okay, good. I need a towel. You just watch like twenty minutes of that. Because yeah, at least exactly like, like that. at least like Michigan State, Michigan. <laughs> I'm now thinking. Oh no! Oh no! Suit yourself, man. Like oh. at, at least Kentucky, Georgia, Kentucky. At least like it was clear that game was done. Kentucky was like, listen, man, our scholarship money gets paid out either way. It's fine. Whatever. Let's just get this over with. Michigan, Michigan State had like some intrigue at the end. Michigan sucked a lot of that intrigue out by deciding that time was a fruitless human concept. But I don't know, man. Northwestern going up by one and Iowa being like, all right, guys. Time to mount the final charge and just stumbling over and let's, over and over again. Let's put it into second gear. Northwestern had had like was up on a hill. That's it. It's it's like imagine if you were watching Endgame and there was a twenty minute scene where Cap was trying to summon Thor's hammer and nothing was happening. <laughs> no, no. So here's what you said. You said in Northwestern Iowa. The, the the it was decided early on. Yeah. The pivotal moment, the uh, big moment happens early, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. in end game, they cut off Thanos's head right away, sure. and you kept sure. watching for three hours, sure. waiting for Iowa to score. <laughs> no, this is see, this is no country for also. Old what happens in both end game and Northwestern Iowa is the Hawkeye is good for nothing. <laughs> mm. 
I I want to change my sicko vote to Bama Mississippi State because that oh, game was boy. over like four seconds oh, in boy. and it just got more and more over. <laughs> Did we experience sickoween? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, Mississippi that's... State rushed fifteen times for two point five yards per carry, which increased their season rushing average. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they threw. God. They you threw for three point uh, four yards per pass. They threw forty eight times. I would like to withdraw my proposal of Georgia Kentucky and throw in with Bama Mississippi State <laughs> at this time. Someone, I, I, someone somewhere, oh, it might have been in our, in our Discord, like two drives into the game. Actually, it was probably Richard was saying, like, "All right, are are whoever's watching this game? Are they? Is Bama rushing three, dropping eight into coverage?" And everyone was like, "Yep." Yep. 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 <laughs> Say okay. That's it. That's ball game. <laughs> it's over. Because that's all all anyone does against Mike Leach, and uh, it it's worked really well for uh, four weeks in a row. Mississippi State's first first down in this game <clears throat> came at nine thirty in the second quarter, and they follow that up with two incomplete passes and a sack. <laughs> <laughs> God. The, uh, so there is a video that Bama posted of Nick Saban breaking down uh, a pick six, one of the pick sixes. I don't know how many there were. Um, and, of course, you know, nothing's perfect in Nick Saban's mind. He's breaking it down, and he's like, well, we got the three-man rush here. It's, it's not, not great. Frankly, it's not a great He's complaining rush. about the three-man rush not getting home. It's three on five, Coach. When, when by the way, <laughs> this is you, your biggest problem is three look, guys can't beat up five guys. If you look around that clip, Every other Bama DB is glued to their dude. Yeah. Just like the coverage is their... perfect. The coverage he found is one thing to gripe about. It's like, well, we no, didn't we kill the quarterback. Watching, you guys have been talking about. You want to see that that Black Widow movie? You know, she could have taken more than two guys on and <laughs> fight. I don't see what's so hard about y'all. You could just. By the way, in that explanation, he that starts was terrible. At... Nick Saban. I don't ever want to do that again. He starts and he says this. He goes, "Well, you can see in this play here, we've got." And after that, it's just, <laughs> just cut like Rip Liz here playing flat, pressing the cover yeah. here. <laughs> like it's it's just jargon, like... jargon, 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 jargon. No, but that's his id. It's his id. Just except that if you were to to unplug, you know, the stopper to a normal person's id, it would be all kinds of mess falling out and with Saban it's just like a ticker tape out of an old fashioned calculator. <laughs> it's not yeah. like like Belichick you say coach can you talk about a Rutgers fullback and you'll get a sonnet you know with Saban yeah. it's jargon that's the purest expression. Yeah and he just cannot the implicit understanding by the way is this he's when he's looking at everybody he's going this is simple I don't understand why you can't do it everybody can do this stuff if you just look at it. And I, I actually, I believe him. <laughs> I do. No, I mean it. I don't think he's, I don't think he's fucking with you or putting you down when he says, I don't understand why people can't do it. I think he genuinely understands why people can't do it because it's so, it's so easy to his brain to see the matrix in this way. And that is the source of a lot of his frustration. We have rules. It felt I've weird not saying down. a joke, but I get this. Yeah. Um, Another thing that, happened this weekend was Auburn had an efficient blowout of LSU. LSU, by the way, I've been trying to describe what they got. They got the butt fever. They're just butt, and that butt just gets more butt every week. They just get uh, just just so much butt in every it was, window. I will say, it was very clever of LSU to, I think they had a, a week off, and then they played South Carolina, and they looked very good in the South Carolina game. Like, 
congratulations to the LSU staff for like effectively duping the fuck out of your fans by basically being all right. We get it. We okay. We it was it was a bad start, but everything's fine now. Now let's go play Auburn, a game that's always close, and you know we'll fight till the oh look at that, Bonix Bonix had four oh, touchdowns. Auburn, Auburn <laughs> what can you team... do when, when the other team has Bonix? <laughs> uh, but... LSU is two and three. The Cincinnati Bengals are also have two wins. There you yep, go. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game. If you did not watch it, one wonderful way to make sure that you don't have a two-man quarterback controversy uh, in a game is to make sure that you have a three-quarterback controversy, uh, which is that, uh, by the way, this might have played out, you can't decide who the better player is between TJ Finley and Max Johnson in this game because both of them were absolutely miserable and harried by... um, the kind of Auburn defense where if I tell you they have my favorite thing that all Auburn defenses have when they're good, is this a decided fat guy advantage? Their fat guys were mauling and prowling, looking for snacks, beating people up, throwing big dudes into the stands, Harry and the quarterback asking, where's the candy? Yeah, that's what Auburn had going on. They were just dominating LSU at the line of scrimmage in both directions. And in doing so, uh, basically had both quarterbacks come out. Uh, Max Johnson ended up getting a tremendous, getting more throws. He got more playing time than T.J. Finley did because T.J. Finley was on tilt real fast. And Bo Nix, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, he was efficient. He went 18 for 24, threw for 300. Admittedly, you'll go, yeah, that's LSU secondary. Yeah, I don't know what's going on either. They got Derek Stingley back there, and they're they're real bad. Because they let Bo Nix pass for 300 yards on them. To their credit, I will say this. Auburn appears to have simplified things nicely for Bo Nix. Because all he has to do now is throw a lot of RPO. Involving not too many uh, options on the P part of that. And run. That's that's what, And he happens to be real good at that. He actually led Auburn in rushing with 81 yards. So, yeah. This was just an ass kicking. Up and down the block. It was 48-11 and Auburn didn't even score in the first quarter. So LSU, something's real broke there. And I don't think you're going to see the same people back on that staff with a quickness because you know, who's not going to take, you know, who's not going to take a chisicking. You know, who's not going to take the fall for that. Edo, Edo is going to go ahead and clean out. And if that means Bo Pelini at defensive coordinator, well, that's, that's what they're going to do. So quickly. like chisicking has been the, that's the term that people have thrown around. And I'm a little confused why, like, I get the literal why of it. You go from undefeated national championship to this. I get, like, the the strict aspect of it. But, like, with Chiswick, there was an element of, like, hey, listen, we get that last year was, like, not sustainable, that you had this otherworldly player who is going to forever be in the conversation of greatest single players in the sports history and there was like the right amount of Auburn, Auburn Jesus luck that went with it. Like, I think there was an understanding that, like, yeah, it's not going to happen again. With LSU, it's just like, I mean, think about it this way: they've they're they've already lost three games. They haven't played Bama or A and M or Florida yet. I don't know how deep, like, the Gene Chizik hole. Only went so yeah. deep. 
<laughs> yep, I heard it. Yeah, and I'm not that's sorry. Fine. That's power through. You're fine. But yeah, like, they could lose six games this year, right? Easily, yeah. At this that's... rate, because they don't, they don't like I, I, defensively. They don't know what they're doing. It's not I a mean, matter but... of. It's not a matter of. Oh, they don't have talent. It might be a worse problem. It's a matter of. I don't think if at this point those dudes aren't on the same page, then they're not listening. You don't blame the players for that. At this point, it's what are you doing to take this? How's this? What are you doing to take? Are you going to look at me and say that LSU has a talent problem? Right. Say that with the straight face to my face. No, they do not have a talent problem. I will say this. This is a management problem. This is a chemistry problem. I will say this. I'm going to put it down now, putting my chip on this. December 5th, sicko game of the season, LSU Ole Miss. <laughs> Matt Corral's going to throw for eight TDs. That's and got, he might lose. That's got huge How sicko potential. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Let's At go least... four of each. Yeah, right, four? Yeah, that's yeah. equitable. I like that. He giveth and he taketh. Matt Corral, by the way, six TDs on Vandy. If you need a get-right game, call Vandy. Wait, we got LSU Florida scheduled for December twelfth. Yeah, that's that's the rescheduled one. Yeah, <laughs> where everyone's like yeah. they're going to be wearing parkas on the sidelines. They're like, oh, it's fifty degrees. Oh. Watching LSU Florida for Hanukkah. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. very normal. Why is tonight different from other nights? Please let the oil run out, please. <laughs> God, that's going to be beautiful. I'm going to love it. I'll be like, yes, it's a holiday edition of LSU Florida, <laughs> which is kind of like saying, your uncle's here, and he's on fire and about to come through the window. <laughs> and now Ed Orgeron will tell us of the Maccabees. 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 So they call the Roman Empire. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck them. You get your asses up out of here. <laughs> that is, uh, that is, by the way, I think a great transition to <laughs> Indiana football. I just want to that it, there's a, a a fever of some kind. A fever. The winning machine that is Indiana Hoosiers football. Oh, we're back to Indiana fever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know who's you know who's not undefeated at this point in the season. Oh, last year's defending national champions, and one of the best teams from last year, Georgia and Michigan football. Who, by the way, next week gets to play the winning the machine. winning machine known as Indiana Hoosiers football. They get to play them, and you might think, well, speaking of get right games, boy, in any other conventional world where it wasn't the full cast, you would say. Ah, this is where Michigan finally gets things on track by playing Indiana. But for once, the universe is in harmony with our sick brains. And in 2020, this game, it's Indiana's to win, baby. It's all Michigan, you gotta go to Doomington. (laughs) Boomington, because we're about to blow you up. (laughs) With shrimp cocktail. Oh. That's it. Just stuffing rotten shrimp cocktail into the back of Jim Harbaugh's van while he's not looking. And you know it's a van. It's an O'Connell line. Looks like uh, Indiana. Oh, Indi- oh, right. That's right. Indiana sta- Stadium is nicknamed uh, The Rock. 
because they have a rock. The rock. <laughs> you're going. You're coming to the rock, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. We killed Sean Connery, guys. We did. Yeah, that happened too. Indiana's going to win. Wanted in to go. But Michigan State won. So it being the month of November now, we have firmly entered holiday season. Remember, the calendar goes from big boy season straight into holiday season. They're overlapping, but but we have to, as holiday season, make an announcement that we have. We're either overdue or on time, depending on your Roman, depending on your Julian. Or early. Or early. I'm going to say that. You can't spell Gregorians without Greg. And if you ever wanted to know about the kind of guys who were making calendars back in the day, Greg's of history, y'all. Yeah. Not the most trustworthy. Anyway, it has been brought to our attention that we are approaching a holiday of our own creation from last year's Christmas disasters episode. That would be the anniversary of the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, the destruction of Pompeii, and the shutdown full cast created Feast of the Uncles of Pompeii. And fellas, I have discovered a new fact about the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Go on. The reason we know anything at all about the eruption of Mount Vesuvius is primary due to the writings of an, a Roman author and philosophizer uh, who I'm going to lean into Georgian accents again and call Pliny the Younger. Pliny? Pliny? <laughs> Pliny? Hey, is that Pliny or is that Pliny's daddy Pliny? <laughs> well, Jason, I'm so glad you asked because there's also a Pliny the Elder. And I had been operating under the assumption this entire time uh, that Pliny the Elder, who was killed in the destruction of Pompeii in 79 AD, was Pliny the Younger's father. Guess what? Huh. He's his uncle. Yes! <laughs> the original uh, and, and rowdy uncle. uncle. And no, uncle Pliny! Uncle Pliny! I'm gonna pull that volcano from. took my uncle Pliny. <laughs> <laughs> big Pliny! Little Pliny, you gotta carry on since Big Pliny died. You're the Pliny now. I just like the idea that he was called a Big thousand Pliny. Plinies now live in you. <laughs> you go, you go take that up with Big Pliny. Little Pliny ain't got the authority to Lil make Pliny? that decision. Little Pliny, little Pliny, you get off I that just, swing set. I just don't know if I'm cut out to be the Pliny. <laughs> little Pliny's the kind of song they sing on the porch in a like hillbilly drama before somebody's arrested by the the G man looking for a still. <laughs> oh, Why don't you play Little Pliny? Little Pliny, <laughs> Little Pliny, the first mumblecore oh, rapper. Lil Pliny. You tried to smoke a volcano? Um, yeah, speaking of which, this is widely disputed, and I don't care because it's awesome. Uh, history held for a very long time that Pliny the Elder died by running towards the eruption of Pompeii because, holy shit, uh, sorry, the, the running towards the eruption of Vesuvius because, holy shit, and died from inhaling volcanic fumes, by which I mean in modern terms, this man tried to vape a volcano? <laughs> Uncle Pliny, get out that volcano. <laughs> Uncle Pliny's got a lip of pumice in. <laughs> Uncle Pliny done took my favorite jewel pod, a volcano. I, I hope uh, he ran towards it because he was like, oh, that's where I left my big green egg. God damn it. <laughs> You know that's the, um, that's the biggest greenest egg of all, brother. <laughs> that thing up there. Uncle Listen, Pliny took one look at that I'll, plume of smoke and he said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm the meat this time." Listen, I left a, I left a whole, a full kilo of Carolina's famous gangster green high up on that hill, hoping the feds wouldn't find it, and I'm gonna get it before the lava does. Because Lil Pliny said, "Uncle Pliny be done in about ten hours." Yeah. Y'all know Titus Flavius Josephus. 
uh, the historic. I'm 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 keeping going. Yeah. Josephus. Uh, uh, yeah, Josephus. Uh, writer of uh, Antiquities of the Jews. He clearly meant Antiquities of the Jewels. Yeah. Um, I would. <laughs> um, no, he's another scholar of the, he's another scholar of the era. He's the one who he he helps us set it in the time period because uh, he uh, said in his writings that it occurred during the reign of Titus Caesar, which is kind of how we helped orient yeah. this in time. I, I was just saying, if we had another name that from that era, a writer and politician who would have done really well, Cato. Hey, Cato, 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 you get up there and talk to Big Pliny. See what he's up to. I'm gonna read you a a short missive from eyewitness to history dot com, which is a, a which contains a translation of Pliny the Younger's. Uh, I don't know if this is quite a eulogy, but he's he's writing about the destruction of Pompeii, and the heading is "Wrath of the Gods." And here's his description of of Pliny the Elder wanting to get an up close look at uh, God's pissed, y'all. My uncle's scholarly acumen saw at once that it was important enough for a closer inspection. Oh, yeah. How many uncles have been launched via this sentiment throughout history? (laughs) So I saw a big flash on the horizon and I said, I got to go take a gander. Um, This led to the question, by the way, if this weekend is indeed the weekend of the Festival of Rowdy Uncles, then um, how should one celebrate it and with which games? I would say this. This is the we, this week is the return of the Mac, and I will just automatically, as a blanket statement, say, si- "Oh my God!" Yeah, since every <laughs> top of the world, baby. Um, in every instance, in every Mac team, in every school, if you said, "Is this a rowdy Uncle Town?" Absolutely, Buffalo, New York, rowdy Uncle Town, Western Michigan, hell yes, Kent State, certainly. Eastern, if Solani's just rowdy uncle as hell. So every every Mac game from Toledo to Bowling Green uh, to DeKalb, Illinois. All of you. <laughs> DeKalb. Muncie, Muncie, Indiana is maybe Mu- the most uncle. God. That's like that's like the Big Rock Candy Mountain for uncles. I got to pay child support, so I got to move someplace where the rent's real affordable. Muncie. I got Oh, man, and then we go straight from there to Reno. Reno, yeah, that's another rowdy uncle game. Hell yeah, any game in Reno is by default. But by the way, that's that's also involving Utah State. Did you remember Utah State's uh, old equipment manager? That one of the rowdiest uncle-looking dudes you've ever seen in your planet who had the magical handlebar mustache? Recently passed away, RIP Handlebar Dan. That wasn't actually his name, I just like calling him that. Yeah, that's completely rowdy uncle territory there. We had calendars being made by dudes named Greg and Julian. We don't actually know that this guy's name wasn't Handlebar Dan. No. Uh, I will say this, too. Uh, on In terms of rowdy uncleness, Florida, Georgia, very high on that list. Because, whoo, if I told you about irresponsible people who don't know how to act, those states are one and two on the list. And if they met in Jacksonville for a weekend, you'd stay clear of it like it was a nuclear test. That's rowdy. That's a rowdy uncle special right there. This, uh, the Utah State Assistant Equipment Manager, was uh, his name was Steve Wiley, and his nickname was The Night Runner. Rowdy Shit, Uncle! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me that's not a McTiernan movie. The night it, it will be. <laughs> well, probably not a McTiernan movie. <laughs> I'm going to rename myself John McTiernan just so we can make this movie. Should we it's tell funny. him? Yeah. No. No. Okay. All right. Nope. He's in prison. I know. Or is he dead? 
Or is he dead and in prison? Who can say? Just keep going. You're doing great. I will also say Pitt at Florida State. Pitt at Florida State has strong Rowdy College. <laughs> Not that you should watch it. In fact, you should probably steer clear of it. Much, much like a collection of rowdy uncles. I mean, if we're looking for the rowdiest uncle game, Tennessee just, Arkansas just, is right there. Yeah. <laughs> See. Yeah. I think. I think. Just scroll all the way to the bottom. What's at the very bottom of the week ten schedule? New Mexico, Hawaii. Yep. Oh, that's the uncles they don't let come around anymore. <laughs> that's an uncle who wants to be very far away from people, versus an uncle who wants to be very far away from everybody. And people, mm. all in th- all in the same place. That's he's real good with the dogs. 